Trumos, Perak Tes, Mishnah Aleph, 9-1. This parak will discuss the halachas of planting truma. That is to say, when it comes to food, let's say wheat, which is your typical food here in the Mishnah always. So wheat kernels are both food. You can grind them up and eat them as flour and make bread, etc. Or you can um, put the wheat kernel back in the ground and then a new wheat plant will grow. And you could harvest that wheat and get more wheat, um, you know, more bang for your buck. So... When it comes to planting wheat that's truma, the rabbis were concerned that a kohen would end up having truma, and then that truma becomes tame. Now, if the truma becomes tame, he cannot eat it. The kohen can't eat it anymore. Um, He could burn it, or the kohen could keep it around and plant it. Now, if you plant truma, what comes out of the ground, midoraisa, is just generic chulen, that is to say, not truma. Um, and worth noting here, um, it gets confusing. The word chulin can mean not truma, meaning un, unsanctified, unrestricted produce. Chulin means generic, profane, unrestricted produce, as opposed to truma, which is restricted to kohanim. But chulin can sometimes also mean unrestricted in the sense that what was once tevel, untithed produce, became chulin regular produce that could be consumed because the other tithes, including truma, but also maestro, etc., was removed from it. So it gets a little confusing sometimes when we talk about chulen, if we're saying in contrast to truma, meaning it's unrestricted, or chulen in contrast to tevel, meaning it's no longer required to be tithed. Um, be that as it may, midoraisa, when you plant truma in the ground, what comes out is chulen, meaning it's unrestricted. You still have to tithe it, it's tevel, um, but it's not truma. However, the rabbis were afraid of the following thing. If a Kohen had truma, and the truma was tahor, he could eat it. Let's say he has wheat in his kitchen, and the wheat is tahor, he would eat that wheat. He'd keep it as wheat kernels, kind of like how we keep, you know, barley kernels to make, uh, you know, chalons or something. Um, and then he they would they would um, grind it and mill it as, as uh, need be to make flour. Now, if the wheat would become tame, so it's truma tamea, now the Kohen can no longer eat it. But if he could plant it in the ground, and what comes out of the ground gets a clean slate and becomes chulen again, um, the Kohen essentially can save a lot of money by using those seeds for planting uh, instead of going to purchase new seeds in the planting season and using that as you know the seeds to plant his new wheat field. So that means that Kohanim might be clever and try to say, listen, I have tummy wheat, I'll just let it sit on the shelf, and when it comes to be planting season next year, I'll use those seeds for planting and save myself a lot of money. Now, the rabbis were concerned that if a Kohen did that, then he would be leaving his tame wheat on the shelf, perhaps for months, and since it's edible, he might inadvertently forget that it's truma, that's tame, and eat it. And that would be an isra doraisa, he certainly cannot eat tame truma. So the rabbi said, no, 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 we're going to take away all economic incentive for retaining those truma, tame, wheat kernels, and instead say, listen, if you plant truma, what comes out of the ground remains truma. And that being the case, the cone would no longer be foolish enough to cultivate an entire field full of truma, because truma is not worth very much, uh, <clears throat> because the Kohen can't, only a Kohen can eat when he's tahor, and no one, no one really wants to have truma when you could have chulin instead. So a Kohen wouldn't cultivate a, a field of truma, and that being the case, the Kohen wouldn't just wouldn't bother to keep the tummy truma seeds around. Um, he would destroy them. So that's the 
Dindarabhan. The Dindarabhan is, um, it's actually a famous one of the 18 um, halachas that Beishamai declared when they were the majority up one time in the attic. It's a famous story in the round off uh, this, the second parak of Shabbos. And this one's on Daf Zion. In any case, so we're saying, therefore, that Midoraisa, when you plant truma in the ground, what comes out is chulen. But Midorabanan, when you plant truma in the ground, what comes out is still truma. Um, and that will, of course, lead to a variety of complexities because when something is Doraisa, chulen, and Dorabanan truma, you'll have to be worried about the strictures both ways. So our parak deals with the planting of truma, and the first couple of Mishnahs deal with the, the uh, confusion or potential complexities that arise from planting truma, given that it's both Midorai Sechulun and Midorabana and truma. So the Mishnah begins by saying, Hazorea truma shogeg. If a person planted truma, kernels, let's say, wheat kernels, for example, shogeg, but he did it on accident. He forgot that this was truma. So we are going to let him get away with it and saying, Yufach, if he wants, he can till the soil and kill those sprouting wheat grass plants um, so that he won't have a field full of truma and be stuck with it. Um, worth noting, he can only do this until the wheat reaches a third of its maturity, because at that point it will be considered food and be midurabana and truma, and one certainly cannot destroy truma. Um, so he wouldn't be able to till this field once the wheat became to a third of maturity, but we're talking here about prior to that. On the other hand, umezid, if he intentionally planted truma seeds, that's a no-no. And now we're going to stick it to him. We're going to say, Yikayem, he has no right to till the field. He's now forced to cultivate truma in his field and essentially waste a year of crops to truma, which is really not very worth very much at all. The way the Bartonur explains it, he, he says that once you, if you knowingly planted truma, so then the field looks and feels like a truma field, and therefore it sort of looks and feels like you're destroying truma intentionally, even prior to the fact that it's technically food, a third of maturity, and, um, and therefore, even though one under normal circumstances could till such a field, even if it were true, and that wouldn't be a problem because it's not yet food. But the rabbi said, no, we're sticking it to you and uh, we're not letting you till it anymore. Now, if what you planted now has reached a third of its maturity, so now, it doesn't matter if it's mazed or shogeg that you planted it. Either way, now what's grown and is now, you know, at the a borderline food, borderline edible, so it has the halachas now of truma, and one may not destroy truma, and therefore one must be mekayem, he must maintain the field of uh, rabbinic truma that's growing in this field, and he can't till it anymore. Um, so that's that's the setup for all types of produce, with one exception, with fishton. The exception is pishton. Pishton is flax. So when it comes to pishton, mezid yufach. Even if you intentionally planted flax seeds, still we don't only let you, but here yufach doesn't mean optional, means required. You must till and destroy those plants before they grow, lest something else bad happen. Now what could happen? When it comes to flax, so flax is primarily planted for the stalks. One takes the fibers, out, the long fibers out of the flax plant and use them to make linen, a textile, fabric. However, there's still an edible part of flax, that's flax seeds, and even uh, nowadays, people eat flax seeds. They're very good for you, high in omega-3s. If you break them open, you'll get, you know, what you... Very worthwhile to eat flax seeds. Um, and in the time of Chazal, they also had flax seeds. Today, also, we eat linseed oil. Linseed oil is, like from the word linen, uh, which is the fabric, the textile that comes from flax. Linseed oil is the oil that comes from flax seeds. So it's edible, and therefore people do eat the flax seeds, 
but that's really a secondary use. So if you had taken truma flax seeds and plants them in the ground, what's going to come out, the plants will be considered to be truma midurabanan. Now a person might wrongly think that it's just the seeds of the plants that are truma, but the stalks are unrestricted. But actually the rabbis said that since the flax plant's primary purpose is for the fibers that come from it, so they actually made the whole flax plant be truma, and therefore a person midurabanan, and therefore a person might make a mistake and think that the restrictions of truma only apply to the seeds, not the stalks. And so to totally avoid all that confusion and people treating the rabbinic truma of the flax plants wrongly, here we say just till it all quickly and don't let it grow and mature to bring food, and that way you'll just totally sidestep the issue of rabbinic truma flax. Okay, that's the exception to the rule, but other foods, we said the rule is that uh, if it's shogeg, you could till it and destroy that plant if you planted it accidentally, provided the food hasn't reached the point where it's now considered to be um, food proper at a third of maturity. It's just still a plant. And on the other hand, if you planted it intentionally, then we stick it to you and we do not let you till and kill the plant. Instead, what grows is truma, and you're forced to treat it as truma.